The following podcast contains spoilers for The Forest. You have been warned. What's up, everybody, and welcome back to another episode of KFR News Radio. I started to grasp a lisp, lisp there. Episode. Uh, episode. Uh, <laughs> I am your host, Glenjamin Button, along with your host, Miguel Megusto. Yo, 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 what's up? I'm so sorry that I did that. I that re- regretted hurt it a little bit. immediately. <laughs> as soon as that I said actually it. actually made me sad. I just saw like your hands waving in the air and then crossing in the middle of your chest like, yo, 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 what's up? I, I don't know if that is worse than what actually happened. What actually <laughs> happened is I just leaned into the microphone, hands on the desk, not moving at all. <laughs> just like a psychopath. <laughs> yo, 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 what's up? Exactly. Mm. How you doing, Glenn? I'm a doing, my my friend. You're friend, a doing? I'm doing. Like always, doing? I actually kind of watched some things. What? What'd Not you watch? movies. I did, I will clarify that I didn't watch movies. I figured as much. Um. So I continue. I'm like on the very last episode of Altered uh, Carbon. Or, mm-hmm. Yeah. What? What is it? Is that, it? Is that Altered Carbon? Yeah. Yeah. All right. Jesus, having a meltdown here. <laughs> uh, I'm on the very last episode. I can say that so far I am definitely more of a fan of the first season. Uh, really enjoyed that a little bit more than this one. Uh, that's as far as I'll go. And I started the Castlevania season three, uh, which is the animated Netflix series, which cool. really reigns true to the game and, that's cool. and stuff. So you said you like this season of Ultra Carbon slightly more. I like this season slightly less. Slightly less. Yes. I kind of zoned not out. Not Anthony Mackie's fault or anything. It's just yeah, the way yeah. the story is being told now. While you were talking, I was counting how many movies I watched last week. I saw that there were a bunch. So it why don't was you a bunch. spill the beans, uh, my I friend? Had, I had a four day weekend. Uh, you know, treat yourself. Um, mm-hmm. And the plans that I did have fell through. <clears throat> so I just watched movies all weekend and uh, total of 10 movies since. Whew. The last episode we we recorded, um, the first one. I'm just gonna. I'm not gonna talk Deep about dive, all baby, of them, but I'm gonna go through all of them just because there's so many. Uh, I got the Invisible Man, um, with uh, Elizabeth Moss, directed by Lee Wannell. 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 I, uh, I want to um, say Wannell. Wannell. It of, sounds uh, like the most not Saul. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. You're right. I don't know how uh, his name's preferred, in, but yes. <laughs> Honestly, that was surprisingly good. I really enjoyed it. Um, so, like, the hype is kind of real. I don't want you. I don't want people to like look in too much into the hype. But yeah. it's a it's a solid film. Um, okay. And then I saw the way back the uh, Ben Affleck movie with uh, Gavin O'Connor. I think his name is directing. Uh, he the director of uh, Warrior, which is one of your favorite movies. Oh God, yeah. Yeah, he he directed a basketball movie called The Way Back. And another solid movie. You know, Ben Affleck is at his peak performance-wise. Granted, I'm, he's not a bad actor, but he's not a great actor. So that's just not saying much. He hasn't much. Given, uh, given what can be Yeah, and I feel given. like this is probably one of his more layered performances. And it's, it's a Even really... better than The Town? Uh, I'd have to see The Town again. I, I was yeah. more captivated by the directing in The Town. I, I, f- and I feel like f- the uh, that's probably his best acting out of anything he's done. That and Jeremy Renner just is, like, 
so captivating in that. I don't oh, yeah. really remember anyone other than Jeremy Renner in that. True. Um, so I'd have to rewatch that to say if it's better than The Way Back for Ben Affleck or not. Um, but yeah, solid movie. Uh, then I saw The Call of the Wild because it was a movie that was playing in between movies that I actually wanted to see. <laughs> Wait, is that the Harrison Ford one? Oh, shit. I saw 11 movies. Yeah, it is the Harrison Ford one. Yeah. I saw 11 movies. One didn't make it onto my folder for some reason. Um, and uh, yeah, it's that's okay. You know, nothing crazy. <laughs> then I saw Emma, which is a Jane Austen movie directed by Autumn DeWilde, uh, starring Anya Taylor-Joy, which is the only reason I went to go see it. Mm-hmm. Um, as far as Jane Austen retellings goes, it's the only one that I've ever enjoyed even a little bit. So it's got that going for it. <laughs> I, was say, um, I can't really say that I've seen yeah. too many of them. I mean, real like legitimately, the only reason I went to go see it was Anya Taylor Joy. Yeah, and it was surprisingly entertaining, uh, mainly because of Bill Nye, who is hilarious in it. Oh, but, uh, yes, Bill. Yeah. Then I saw Pixar's Onward, which we talked a little bit about. Um, how we both weren't excited for it. Laysai. It's fine. Like it's it's good. I enjoyed yeah. it. It's better than I thought it was going to be, but you know, Pixar still has fallen significantly since the days of yore, if you will. Um, yes. <laughs> <laughs> then I saw The Rock with the wait with Nick Cage, with Nick Cage and Sean Connery. Okay. All my colleagues at at work have been telling me to watch bad movies, so I've been watching oh, bad God. movies, and they're bad. But they're enter- the Rock was fucking hilarious. I was gonna say, um, it's, I think that's Michael Bay's best movie. Yeah, especially the. Uh, I'd agree with that, especially the, um, the the trolley driver when mm-hmm. it crashes. It's like we're gonna crash. Save yourselves. <laughs> <laughs> uh, then I saw the forest, of course. Uh, Candyman, because uh, people have been telling me how good it is, and it's not that good. Um, <laughs> <laughs> I mean, it's fine. Like everyone talks about how scary it is, but then they don't realize that the last time they watched it, they were like yeah, five soon years as, old. As soon as that trailer dropped, everybody was talking about the original. I'm like, uh, yeah, it's it's fine. I liked how operatic it was. Like it was very slow paced. Yeah. Um. So I enjoyed that aspect of it, but it, overall, it's not a great movie. It's it's fine. It's entertaining, but. Uh, I I really don't get what the hype's about. Um, then I saw Compliance, which is a hard-to-watch movie. It's essentially about this guy who calls this, um, this fast food restaurant pretending to be the police and tricks this manager into essentially strip-searching an employee. And without giving too much away, it eventually leads to, like, a sex crime. And it's fucking insane, and it's based on a true story, and it happened okay. apparently over 70 times in the United States, and it just makes you wonder why people listen to cops that much that they would do things like that. Like, even if you legitimately believed there was a cop, why wouldn't you just be like, no, fuck you, I'm not going to do that. Yeah. Um. So yeah, it's it was hard to watch. Well made, but very hard to watch. Then I saw Hitchcock's uh, The 39 Steps. Uh, it's uh, like a spy thriller kind of thing. Pretty good. One of his uh, lesser-known movies. Um, I, I recommend it. And then I saw Horse Girl with uh, Allison Brie on Netflix, uh, which was fine. I, I was hoping it'd be better, but uh, yeah. Well, because it's got Allison Brie in it. Yeah, it's got it Allison Brie. Should be better than fine. Yeah, well, yeah, yeah. But yeah, that's uh, all the movies I saw. That's quite a handful. Uh, I have no. Literally, because um, there's one more than a full hand. Yeah. <laughs> or two. What? 
But uh, I guess we should move on to the news. Hell yeah, uh, bro. Would you want to go first with your news? Uh, yes, why not? Um, so my news, I will say it's not really news, more of just kind of clicky bait stuff, mm-hmm. but it gives me hope because I love what it's talking about. Emily Blunt still hopes to make an Edge of Tomorrow sequel. Um, during during her little little press tour uh, promoting um, Quiet Place Two, uh, one one of the uh, interviewers asked her about uh, about the beautiful movie Edge of Tomorrow from 2014, and she declares that she still hopes to have a sequel and that she is dying to do one with Tom Cruise, even though they will probably be elders by the time it will happen. <laughs> yeah, I, I would love to see it. I thought that was one of the uh, the the more um, surprising films of that year and in uh, general like it, I thought oh, yeah. it was just super surprising yeah especially I mean it, it was super it's that and John Wick both like I, I watched them both in the same week and I swear to god I was blown away oh, I yeah. think I watched them in the same week but regardless my lord John Wick is on its fourth movie now and Edge of Tomorrow needs to happen mm-hmm. uh, two two yeah. you know what I'm saying alright well there's there's that um <laughs> I wanted to do two things because this kind of is pissing me off. Um, so for the, for the most part, we all know that James Bond uh, kind of moved its date back to November. And now there is just kind of like a chain of movies that are like, you know, we're just going to follow the same suit. Um, and now that Peter Rabbit movie has gone back to November as well. And now because of the coronavirus, a bunch of movies are deciding they want to move towards the fall more than anything else <sighs> which which is kind of good in my opinion because i've got to watch 25 fucking bond movies by the time no no time to die <laughs> comes out and i had watched one <laughs> so so what are the big movies obviously there's the bond movie all right now there's bond um i guarantee you there's some other ones but peter rabbit is another one i just heard about today yeah. um but i in the coming weeks i'm sure there will be even more uh, shuffling around, I'm pretty uh, sure my spy either got moved up or moved down. I hope not as too well. much, too much shuffling because that's a little ridiculous. Yeah, and it says, uh, and it even says the delay will cost thirty million dollars on this headline. Yeah, uh, which if you're losing that much money, why not just release it when it's supposed to be released? Yeah, or even release if there's, it, go ahead, r- release it on demand at the same time so people can buy it because people True. will. If if you're gonna give them the option to rent it for five dollars at home, yeah, or go see it in theaters for like thirteen dollars or whatever, yeah, for people like me that have the unlimited, that fucking sucks. Like, with even with um, like what Netflix did with the uh, the Irish Irishman. Yeah, yeah, definitely. Like, uh, I, I mean, know. I mean, this movie des- probably deserves a little bit better than just that, but not saying that it's gonna be yeah, good or anything. Just... I think like while I I do think the prevention aspect of the whole coronavirus uproar is is good i think people are ultimately overreacting oh, obviously yes. with like the people buying a shit ton of toilet paper oh um, my god i think i think rescheduling movie releases is a little too much bond i get because they his uh, the audience is mostly elderly yeah, um, it was also an April those. movie. I'd, I'd rather yeah. it be in fall anyway. Yeah, and then and Peter Rabbit I get because that's mo- that's a kids movie. Well, that was mainly going to be for Easter, and I was like, oh, that makes sense. And now it's just yeah. going to be in the fall randomly. 
Yeah, that's. But I, I, I think that that will probably ultimately hurt it. But yeah, it's it is what it is. But um, I mean, there's I guarantee you there's probably other movies doing the same. But I don't know yeah. what they are just yet. But I know there will be more. Yeah. Especially um, if the epidemic decides to keep being epidemic. <laughs> yeah. Uh, yeah. That's, that's it for me. What do you got, my friend? I got a. Uh, uh, Disney announces the live-action Peter Pan movie. Yeah, um, I, saw, I saw that. Uh, did, oh, did I say that I saw Wendy? No, you didn't. What? Did I pass that one? I must have passed that one. I also saw Wendy. Oh, which my is, God. <laughs> which is fantastic. Uh, I definitely counted it because it's in there. But uh, um, is it? Oh, shit. What is, what is my life right now? Um, but uh, anyway, D- Disney is making a live-action Peter Pan movie. Obviously, it will be more... Uh, close to the the um source material really and um because wasn't he was an asshole in the books (laughs) yeah well i just mean compared to wendy oh yeah because it's you know completely different um and uh it is going to be directed this is the only reason i'm kind of excited for it it's directed by our boy david lowry who directed uh a ghost story uh, oh he, really? Yeah, he he's directing uh, the Green Knight, which is coming out early, uh, later this year. Uh, he did Old Man with a Gun, um, Ain't Them Body Saints, and Pete's Dragon, which is a Disney movie. So like he's kind of still going with that formula, like one for you, one for me. But he's doing like three for me and one for you, which yeah. I like. Which is definitely a better uh, little. <laughs> Little thing going. Absolutely. Like, I have no qualms with him doing this. I, I honestly think that he would be suited really well for a Peter Pan movie. Um, so I'm excited for it, uh, mainly because of David Lauer, but also because I legitimately think he will do a good job with it. Uh, I think he'll knock um, it out of the park for sure. Yeah, but they, they cast Wendy and Peter. Uh, Peter is going to be played by uh, Alexander Maloney, who I've never heard of, but apparently he's like a uh a british tv actor obviously yeah. child actor but uh and then uh mila jovovich's daughter ever anderson is going to be playing wendy um really yeah so i think those just looking at the pictures they they look like solid casting and i'm sure that you know they went through all the casting rights and auditions and all that so i'm sure that they're going to be good uh, good choices Hopefully. Yeah. But uh yeah, Peter Pan live action, David Lowry as director. That's the main reason I'm excited. But I guess that brings us to our first Netflix roulette review. Which I'm not excited for, Glenn. But uh I guess if I'm being honest, I'm a hundred and twenty percent excited. But you know to what that be means. Done with it. You know what that means though. We have to get into Let's do it. the forest. A woman goes into Japan's suicide forest to find her twin sister and confronts supernatural terror. Wow, no stuttering. Uh, it Didn't is, I say last time I almost fucked up? I almost did it again. Almost did it again? Oh, okay. Almost well, did it again. Uh, it is directed by Jason Zada, written by Nick Ant- Antosca, Sarah Cronwell, or Cornwell. Oh, that's different. Sarah Cornwell and Ben Katai. It is starring one of Natalie. These we'll, one of these days we'll get the names right. <laughs> yeah. It is st- uh, starring Natalie Dormer, Taylor Kinney, Ian Mackin. I'm going to guess that's Ian. And then Stephanie Vogt. Um, yeah. Those are people I, that are oh, in the Oh, you movie. forgot one. 
It's also Natalie Dormer. Oh, Natalie Dormer and Natalie Dormer. I'm so sorry. Yep. Because uh, she plays twins in this, uh, Jess and Sarah Price. Uh, you know, people going down the river in a basket, something like that. I don't know. <laughs> uh, no, it's, it's what the the fucking uh, synopsis says. It's a it's a sister going to try to find another sister in what is known as a suicide forest and trying to tell people that she's definitely still alive. Yeah, uh, and because we said spoilers, she is still alive. And also Joke's spoilers, on you. the one that goes in to find her dies because she goes crazy. Let me just tell you, Glenn, <clears throat> as a twin, this mm-hmm. movie was fucking infuriating. Why, why would you say such things? Now, I'm not an identical twin, mind you, but I know enough identical twins because I, I guess twins just kind of gravitate towards each other. Mm-hmm. And not a single person that I know who is a twin has said, like, oh, I, I can know when, when, when my brother or sister is hurt. I know when they're hurting. I know what it's like. You don't I have feel the twin telepathy? No one has the twin telepathy. It doesn't exist. <laughs> and that, like, the, that's the whole premise of this goddamn movie, essentially, that she knows that her sister's alive because this sound that she can hear that is never explained and never shown, except for the end, I will say it's... We'll get into the end later, but it, it it it's probably the only good point part of the movie is is that part at the end. Um, but yeah, it's just so fucking f- frustrating that whole twin telepathy thing. It's it's so tired and used, and it's just boring. Yeah, they definitely kind of overdo it in this. They, they, yeah. they make it seem like it's some supernatural thing that these two have together, like mm-hmm. like a superpower or something like that. It's not. It's like I understand yeah. being like, oh, like jokingly, oh, we're twins. Like that, I, yeah. I know my sister's fine, or I know my sister's not hurt, or whatever yeah. like that. The thing I wish they did, and and the one one of the movies I saw this week did it. Uh, Wendy, um, it 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 did it way better than anything else. It, they don't do the twin telepathy thing, but you see like the pain in in each other's eyes when they think they lose each other. Like, mm-hmm. that is more interesting than me than any stupid supernatural thing. Is like, yeah. I would be much more compelled to watch a movie about her, like, emotional journey trying to find her sister who may or may not have killed herself and facing the fact that it's possible possibility that she killed herself instead of just being like, no, she didn't kill herself. I'm Natalie Dormer, and my sister's also Natalie <laughs> Dormer, but with brown hair. But it's, she's a brunette. <laughs> she's a brunette, and she's kind of goth, but I'm kind of normal and preppy. Because twins I didn't are see always my parents murdered. <laughs> twins are always completely different. Ugh. Yeah, this is frustrating. This movie, was, this movie was tough. Beyond that, um, yeah. it was honestly one in. of the longest hour and a half movies that I, I've seen. What's actually hilarious is normally if like a movie's bad, you'll just kind of be on your phone and not really pay attention to it. I was mm-hmm. on my phone maybe like once or twice during this movie. Yeah, and it like actually like watched it. I hate. I almost hated every second of it. Like it's super underwhelming and lackluster. Mm-hmm. But Natalie Dormer is just. It's not even her fault. It's just she's so dull in this movie. Yeah, like I feel character. like she really called it in. She probably realized like while they were filming it, or even before they were filming it, that it wasn't a good movie, and was just like, "Yeah, I'm just gonna get my paycheck yeah. and go." Um. I like the funniest moments to me. Like the best moments were like when she's with with the guy. I don't even know what his name is to be honest. 
Uh, his name is that's, that's not Aiden. There, Aiden. Yeah, but where's played by Taylor Kinney? Oh, Taylor Taylor Kinney. Whenever she was with him, he's just like, "What the fuck's the matter with you?" <laughs> Most of the time, and I'm just sitting there like, I feel that. I know that man. Like I understand him. Why has he got to be so handsome? He is very I handsome. He's also from Lancaster. Uh, really? I, I read some of his bio because he is just so handsome. Uh, <laughs> he actually went to the high school that I went to my first ever concert at. Um, oh, shoot. Yeah, and, and uh, what was that? 2003, 2004, Project 86 played at the Lancaster Mennonite High School. And I fucking went there, and I rocked my socks off. And it, it was wonderful. Uh, <laughs> but, uh, yeah, he's... he's um, There's so many people here lately that we're, like, in the area of. Yeah, yeah, like, it's, it's kind of weird. Being but, born. But uh, he was not, actually not that bad. I actually was more compelled with his character. Oh, yeah. Um, granted, I kind of feel like he is more mysterious than Natalie Dormer, and I don't know if that's done on purpose, but it makes its ver- the overall movie very boring. Because you yeah. know she's just imagining things the entire time. There's never like mm-hmm. a mystery of is she imagining this? Is this real? It's like no, this is 100% imaginary, and yeah. it uh, it's it's just frustrating because it could have it has the potential to be. I don't want to say great, but it has the potential to be good. Um, yeah, there's actually a movie that came out. That's not exactly like this. It's a little similar. It's it's also kind of critically panned. I rather enjoyed it, but a lot of people didn't. Uh, it's Gus Van Sant's movie called uh, Sea of Trees, uh, with Matthew McConaughey, where he he gets lost in a forest. Um, mm-hmm. I can't remember if he's trying to c- commit suicide or not, but like, you know, g- he gets lost in the forest, and that is much more compelling than this movie. Um, oh yeah, with with a similar concept. Yeah, uh, like, the thing that I liked most about this movie, other than, you know, Taylor Kinney just going, what the hell's the matter with you? Yeah. <laughs> just, um, like, this this movie did have a great concept, and I, not gonna lie, I researched the shit out of Suicide Forest after this movie. Yeah, <laughs> because, I, did like, you know it, about it before this movie? Or? Yeah, I actually had done it before, like, researched mm-hmm. it a little bit, but, like, after that, I was like, you know what? Back in like 2013, they had the lowest uh, <laughs> lowest record to like of suicides, and then in yeah. two years later, they had the highest in 30 years. I'm like, what the hell's going on here? I feel like it's a, a like if how well it's known kind of thing. Where like, yeah, I mean, unfortunately, as sad as it is, people who want to commit suicide, are, if they're alone, are gonna find a way to do it somehow. Yeah. Um, but it, it it is, I I've read stories of like how they have signs like encouraging people to seek help and all that, and that mm-hmm. they, I, they I do what they can well. to help people with that. Um, but uh, which kind of made this movie feel kind of cheap. Like it, it it didn't so much as like it, it kind of turned not the idea of suicide into monster, but the people who commit suicide into monsters. Yeah. Which is kind of fucked up if you think about it. Like mm-hmm. it's it's not like this deep depression is 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 
eating away at people. It's like, no, they become monsters once they commit suicide. It's like, what the fuck is that supposed to mean? Like, <laughs> like it, it, yeah, it, I, it, I, f- I forget the, the word. For, there is a Japanese term for it that is slipping my mind completely. But they, they are like the unsettled spirits of the people who committed suicide in the forest. Yeah. Um, and it, they, you know, they turn them into kind of villains in the movie. Yeah, and I don't think I I don't know enough about Japanese culture, so I could could be completely wrong. But every culture kind of has that, and yeah. they're never really villains so much as they are just like, for lack of a better word, nuisances. Like they mm-hmm. make noises, they slam doors and stuff like that. But it's never like yeah. they're trying to trick you into killing yourself. Yeah, which I kind of I don't want to say it was disrespectful, but I feel like it was. Um, tone deaf in a way where like it didn't really quite see the the big picture of everything um but like the, the kind of going back into the whole culture thing Natalie Dormer's character was extremely rude about everyone who was trying to kind of tell her the story of the yeah. forest like she's like you don't really believe that do you it was like first of all Fuck you for having that tone with them. Like they're just trying Fuck to you, he- white lady. Yeah, they're trying to help you, and you're gonna be a complete bitch about it. Like, like I, yeah. I understand. I also don't believe in ghosts. I don't not believe in ghosts either. I just haven't seen things one way or the other. But I, if 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 I'm always skeptical if someone tells me a ghost story. But if someone were to tell me like a cultural ghost theory like that. I would just not. I would not be like you. Really believe in that, dude? You'd be like, oh, oh that's really interesting. Like that's. Yeah. I, I never thought about it that way. And she just she makes it so hard to like her from the get go. Hmm. And, and yeah, was, there was nothing really that attracted you to her character in any way other than Natalie yeah. Dormer. But yeah. But even even then, it was it was it was tough the whole time. Yeah, and and I mean the the entire like first fifteen minutes is just. 100% exposition where it really like, is it's it's telling you who she is where her sister is like I don't think there's a line of dialogue that has any meaning other than to tell you the backstory until like 15 mm-hmm. minutes in um and and it's just filled with clichés too like there's one point where she's like quoting poetry and uh Tom Kinney's character Aiden finishes the poetry and i'm just so tired of that i'm t- it has a whole, this has a bunch of things that i'm tired of <laughs> how do you know this poet mm-hmm. yeah, oh i i thought i was the only one in this world that knew that uh, poem i thought i was the only one who was illiterate in this oh. world <laughs> and also i, yeah, I, no, I oh. you know what were you gonna say i was gonna change no, topic so i was just gonna shift as oh, well yeah. go ahead how the fuck did her phone not die ever? Not once. <laughs> she did not charge it. Because for like... it didn't have suicidal thoughts. She did. Okay, that's fair. That checks out. <laughs> and there's my bad joke of the day. <laughs> uh, yeah, it's just a, it's a frustrating movie. It, it could have been good, but it wasn't. Yeah, I, I really enjoy the concept. There there even was like a, a point towards the end of the movie where like her her dead father is like grasping onto her arm Mm -hmm. and like she starts slicing at her arm instead of like obviously the ghost yeah and it was was very obvious that that's what was gonna happen i feel like it could have been done in like a much cooler way yeah 
Um, in fact, I had a really good idea last night, and then uh, just like this movie, I, I forgot it. Oh, <laughs> <laughs> two jokes, one day. Anyway, um, <laughs> I don't know. It was just tough. I don't really have too much to say about it other than that. Um, yeah. Had potential, didn't secure its potential. Yeah. I'd be curious and to find out if there's a director's cut that might be better. I don't that think would be it'd cool. be I don't think it'd be much better if it is, but like Um Yeah, I got nothing else my but my Yeah, buddy, me neither. My so I guess friend. I guess we will go into Les Jugements or <laughs> Japanese for the judgment. Um I think it's very clear that it's just a no. No shelf boy, no build up. Damn. No. Yeah. Nothing, huh? Nothing. Okay, yeah, nothing. Absolutely yeah. nothing. <laughs> Uh, it, it was pleasant to see Natalie Dormer for a little bit of time, but I mean, it wasn't a fun time to stare at her. No, I've, that's so weird. I'm sorry. <laughs> yeah, yeah, you made it kind of creepy, but you know what? We all make it creepy from time to time. Um, yeah. So yeah, the forest does not make it onto the shelf. To no, the shelf. No, the shelf. No real shocker there. Uh, that will bring us to plugs, Glenn. Let you do the honors first for what your plug of the week is. Heck yeah, my friend! All right, so this this got me in a mood. The, the forest got me in a mood. I forgot that there was a movie called Antlers coming out, uh, and so I rewatched. Yes, I rewatched the trailer, and it got me so hype. It 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 did because it's it, a great trailer. I don't know what the monster or whatever is in it, uh, but I did just read that it's a, like it takes place in a small Oregon town. And yeah, it's, it's, I, was, um, I was really hoping for like a cool looking Jersey Devil, but it might no, be like a Wendigo. Yeah, well, it is a Wendigo. It's it's about a. Is it a, a Wendigo? Wendigo? Yeah. Um, I haven't read anything. I just saw the trailer. It's uh, in in the first trailer. They're more obvious about it. Uh, where, yeah, like, I've only seen the final trailer. Um, yeah. So Wendigo, I believe I forget what tribe it is, or if it's multiple tribes, but it's a like a Native American folklore tale, yeah. kind, kind of like Bigfoot or the Jersey Devil, um, mm-hmm. but a lot more terrifying, if you ask me, from what I've heard. <laughs> it's, it's, it's really scary. Yeah, yeah. Um, yeah, at what, I didn't, I've only seen the final trailer, that, and that's the one I'm plugging, the final trailer, um, because it doesn't give too much detail away, mm-hmm. um, and it's just, it really gets you excited for a, a new horror movie coming out that actually comes out April 17th, if it doesn't get pushed back by the coronavirus. <laughs> yeah, yeah, really. Um, uh, yeah, I'm, I'm excited for that, too. Yeah. What is storytelling? Storytelling started with our indigenous people. Can anyone give me an example of a myth? Or a story they're afraid of? Lucas. What's going on? We found a part of a man in the woods today. Part of the man? I guess the other half was found in the mine. All this has got to be an animal, right? No animal I've ever seen. 
Yeah. Uh, my plug, my plug for next week is the Wendy original soundtrack. Because uh, I, I really enjoyed that movie. It's been getting kind of bad reviews. I'm surprised. Like, it's not a, a fantastic movie, but it's really good. And I don't understand why it's getting bad reviews. Uh, especially the soundtrack. The soundtrack alone is is worth watching it. Um, it is music by Dan Romer and director Ben Zeitlin. He always does a little bit of music in his own movies. Uh, and that is the soundtrack for Wendy. And we're going to play a little bit right here. Fantastic. Oh, that felt good on my ear canals, like yeah, it did. Yeah, your like, ear canals, real good, real good. They, so they, were, that they were rumbling is, and tumbling, and that might have been my stomach a little bit, but it's so. So, good. <laughs> so your plugs for this week. You know what? I'm gonna do it. I'm gonna do it, Glenn. I'm gonna throw in a, a second plug. <gasps> I'm gonna don't, do it. Don't do it to him. Don't do it to him. There is a trailer for a movie, Glenn. I showed you this trailer. This oh, movie yes. is so serious. There's a movie about a serial killer who mm. kills people by eating mm. them with his butt. Don't laugh. Wait. This is serious. Wait. <laughs> what? <laughs> Did you not watch the trailer? No, I'm just reacting. Oh, okay. Okay. <laughs> I'm just reacting was, like they would. That I was really the good. the heck out of that trailer. I actually showed it, it to two called, people today. It is called Butt Boy. Mm-hmm. And it plays it so deadpan serious. Like, there's no joke in the trailer at all, except for the premise. It is called Butt Boy, and everyone mm-hmm. should watch that. Potential tragedy strikes Critica County today as law enforcement have yet to make any headway on the missing child that vanished from Kathman Park this morning. So you're asking me to go off this theory you got about a white married male who happens to be a father living in the suburbs of Critica County, who also happens to be your AA sponsor, has been secretly running around, cramming objects, animals, and children up his ass. Then he somehow digests them, and he does this in sprees, almost in serial killer fashion. Is that about it? 
Uh-huh. <laughs> it's it is actually such a hilarious trailer. Oh, and the yeah. whole time I'm sitting there like this isn't real. You're yeah. like, this is real. I'm like, this isn't real. <laughs> it this is, is real. real. <laughs> it is coming out April 14th, I believe, and I'm so stoked on it. Uh, anyway, so your plugs for this week are the Antler trailer, the Wendy original soundtrack, and then Butt Boy trailer. And that brings <laughs> us to... <laughs> what a way to end that. <laughs> that brings us to our movie for next week. Now... Seeing as how everyone's kind of freaking out about the uh, the little coronavirus there, everyone's having too many coronas with Lyme, um, I thought we would... Don't you dare say Fast Five. No, it's not Fast Five. We only drink coronas. <laughs> it is, it's, it's a movie that is... The premise is essentially paranoid people. Um, I, I don't know what they're paranoid about. I haven't really watched a trailer. I just kind of watched a little clip from it, and it looks pretty interesting. Uh, and it is called Freaks. It is on Netflix. Uh, it is written and directed by Zach Lepofsky and Adam B. Stein, starring Emile Hirsch, Bruce Dern, and Grace Park. Uh, a bold girl discovers a bizarre, threatening, and mysterious new world beyond her front door after she escapes her father's protective and paranoid control. Now, this came up when I typed in movies about disease outbreaks so it, it might be about a disease outbreak it might not be but it looks pretty interesting i i'm i'm interested in it and that is freaks on netflix and maybe we can get, get a little spooky with this virus out there Ooh. a little spooky spooky boy yeah. another horror movie two weeks in a row okay two weeks it was i i, I feel i feel like it's a little more sci-fi mystery than than horror yeah um but uh, cool. Yeah. Oh, it's it got looks... some good ratings. I'm digging it. Yeah. And Emil Hirsch again. That's the best yeah. part. Yeah. And Bruce Dern. So mm. that is Freaks available on Netflix. Netflix sponsors. Uh, as Please. always, as always, you can look at our stuff on our website, KeystoneFilmReview.com. On Instagram, we are Keystone underscore film underscore review. Twitter, we are Keystone underscore film. Facebook, we are Keystone Film Review. And on Letterboxd, I am Mike KFR. And I am Glenn KFR. And that will do it until next week when we discuss freaks. Thank you, everybody, for listening. Goodbye and stay healthy, I guess. But boy! <laughs> <laughs>